0: I don't even feel good after it. I feel like no, my dopamine is just totally gone. I don't feel like doing anything. but I'm probably my eyes hurt, and I'm like, wow, I just got sucked into just scrolling through the internet, scrolling through Instagram, YouTube, whatever. Episode. Welcome, Hoda.
1: Thank you. I'm happy to be here.
0: Happy to have you here. And for the people listening, probably most of you have heard of the phrase uh, "Life is not what happens to us, but about how we react to the things that happens to happens to us." And this is where coping mechanisms come into play. And they can hold us back and even like destroy our lives, or they can be and help of us uh, and help to be in control calm ready healthy and lead a successful life and uh, i mean this is this is kind of what we're after this is why i invited you hoda and you just told me right spontaneous before the podcast that we'll have a live coaching in this podcast and um, just from the middle part of the podcast onwards yeah. <laughs> um where we'll dive deep into one of my coping mechanisms so let's see yes. let's see how this goes i'm really curious i
1: It's awesome that you were open for that. Yeah, Yeah.
0: already quite excited. But let's let's move. Let's start in. What are coping mechanisms in general? Okay.
1: So the thing that I actually want to touch upon before defining, and and going into what coping mechanisms are, is what you just said. Like life is is not. Life is not what's happening to us right? But how we respond to what's happening to us. I'm actually going to add a little bit more to that. Life isn't happening to us, period, end of story. It's happening for us. Mm. So as much resistance as there might be to that, if we can understand that we all carry, as adults, a set of coping mechanisms uh, from our childhood, Mm. and that life happens to us in order for us to heal from those coping mechanisms so that we could enjoy life more, if we could understand that, it will perhaps help us to lower our resistance to the new belief that life is happening for us rather than to us. Does that make sense? That makes sense. Okay. All right. (laughs) All right. So what are coping mechanisms anyway to begin with? A coping mechanism is a process that you go through in order to deal with adapt to or manage stress or distress. So you, when you were a child and you were under some sort of stressful situation, you were pressed um, and you had no choice because children usually don't have any choice, right? They don't even know how to protect themselves or raise a boundary or voice anything against what's being um, what's happening around them in their environment. So they pick up something a way, a strategy or a process, to deal with those difficult, stressful moments in their life. And then you take that with you into adulthood. Now the difference between the coping mechanism that you picked up as a child and as an adult is as an adult you actually have a choice to uh, choose a different strategy. But most of us go through life using the same coping mechanisms as we picked up when we were in survival and we had no choice. And it's just simply because we don't know how. We don't realize that we have a choice or and or we don't know how to switch the coping mechanisms. Now, coping mechanisms, um, so you might wonder, like, switch a coping mechanism? Mm. Is that is that even a good thing? So coping mechanisms can be really detrimental. And that's why they're called coping mechanisms, because you're coping. And coping in life is not a happy life. You don't want to mm. cope. You <laughs> want to be happy. Yes. You want to live life, right? So, so do you... So coping mechanisms are strategies. So let's divide them into the negative, which is, yeah, the mechanisms that we use. And the ones that serve us, which are tools, they're coping skills that you can learn to um, actually help you and serve you under those distressing or stressful situations that keep arising in life and will never stop. Because that's life. Does that make sense? It makes a lot of okay. sense. Okay.
0: <laughs> and now we know, we, we kind of got into how do they evolve, right? And I mean, if someone's still wondering what is a coping mechanism, it's probably just good to to have some examples. Um, what, what I was thinking about without really being into that subject um, as deeply as you are, I thought about um, behaviors like um, distracting yourself, like escapisms, as it's called, um, going into um like eating a lot uh numbing your bad feelings with like say substances alcohol all this kind of stuff um but probably it's 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 more than that like maybe give some examples there's an infinite
1: list of coping mechanisms uh some examples would be yes smoking narcotics drugs alcohol sex with strangers um uh coping mechanisms that are more like yes distracting yourself as you would say uh getting lost in your imagination like in books in movies in netflix in social media Uh, So basically anything that will help you lose yourself and distract yourself. Um, Distracting yourself through socializing, constantly needing to spend time with people, with someone, anyone. So just people filling your time so that you're not left alone and um, left to your thoughts that are going to come up. Or the pain or the stress that you're trying to um, distract yourself from. Other examples would be intellectualizing. Uh, getting too academic about things, overanalyzing things, overthinking things, um, getting lost in your head uh, with uh, how things work or are supposed to work or shouldn't have worked that way. And if you had had the chance, then they would have worked a different way. Just getting lost in that thread of what ifs. Um, Another example would be... um, Oh gosh! Another example. There are so so many examples. Uh, shopping,
0: hmm.
1: um, binging, um, any kind of addiction. Okay. Uh, even things like taking really really long showers. Hmm. Like I've known people who have stood under the shower for an hour and a half, an hour and a half up to two hours, just oh. just just standing there, and and it's just like. What are you doing? And it's just, it just feels good to, to have this water running over me, which is not a bad thing. It's just that was what helped this child to, to run away in a moment of stress. To um, This was actually one of my previous clients a uh, long time ago. Um, when they were a child, they would lock themselves in the bathroom oh. and uh, fill the tub and just play with water or stand under the shower. And as an adult, this had continued. And, and now this person was a little bit conscious of wasting water. <laughs> <laughs> so they wanted to change that. So we had to go into childhood and be like, okay, well, now you can actually become conscious of that and shift. So so there are so many different little habits that we can pick up, all the way from habit to addiction. Mm. Um, that cutting, self-harm. Mm. These are other examples. So it goes from... from being addicted to sugar or watching Netflix, all the way to self harm. It's just this wide range of things we do to numb the pain.
0: And there's one example which just came up. Maybe that's also coping mechanism. I feel that sometimes I don't know if you can relate or someone listening can relate. Do you know that when um, you have like a lot of stuff to do and like a big to do list, and then I find myself sometimes. Um, feeling the urge to tidy up my room or like if something's just laying around, like the dishes are not made, something like that, I'm like, oh fuck I need to do I need to do this, this, mm-hmm. this and that now. Mm-hmm. And I sometimes f- I find myself then um, going back from uh, like diverting from the big task to doing whatever else is just in my way and not getting anywhere because I'm just all of a sudden doing 10 other things and i'm just getting more stressed like more. Well, you know what Crispin, somewhere.
1: sometimes sometimes it's just some little tasks or chores around the house that we've we haven't gotten around to getting done. So when we get the chance to we'll just go and get those done. It could be a coping mechanism. It could also be a to-do list at the back of your mind mm-hmm. that you're just trying to frantically Uh, check off of your to-do list
0: which is also i guess not the best idea to do that all at once and like in the situation where you don't have time for it right yeah yeah exactly that's like the first
1: option that you have on hand to distract yourself right probably yeah Yeah. we'll talk about that (laughs)
0: later on more when i when i get into what what how i'm coping with things. so yeah but yeah that was just something of of interest to me Mm um and what would you say is um the like common denominator when we think of all these coping mechanisms um when i when i think to myself i'm feeling like every time i feel a bad emotion um i'm going into coping mechanisms but what what is the common denominator the
1: word is pain okay it's some level some kind of pain that we are running away from that we don't want to deal with it's that uh I always say, I always call it a rabid dog that seems to be chasing us, but but it's actually on a leash. So we're just running, 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 running from this rabid dog chasing us. And if we just stop and turn around and look this rabid dog in the face, uh, it will actually calm down. And we will understand that it's actually on a leash and it's not there to hurt us. It just wants attention. And so long as we're running away from it, we're running on a treadmill um, with this rabbit dog on a leash, chase, supposedly chasing us. And and it's it the pain is actually in the running and the huffing and the puffing and the panting. That's the 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 energy that's being um, depleted and wasted. Whereas if you stop and get off the treadmill and actually look at this thing, this this monster. Um, so to speak, you'll you'll understand that it's just barking because it just wants some attention, and when you give it attention, it'll start, you know, like sitting down like a good puppy mm-hmm. and calming down. So, pain would be the answer, yeah.
0: No, and also good news. <laughs> yeah. Good news. Yeah, exactly. That that there there is a way mm-hmm. because looking at this, um, you already mentioned bad habits. Um, bad habits probably mostly are um, coping mechanisms then yeah know, right?
1: yeah exactly yeah. bad habits that you can't break something that you're used to that you keep resorting to as a strategy yeah. that's a coping mechanism
0: okay Yeah. Wow. so like um when i think of this i told you before the episode we were like talking about um coping mechanisms like bad habits i remembered um just from being a child like um bad habits might fall, like some people might relate with i talked about like um biting nails or something mm-hmm. like that uh, like all these behaviors that um some people can relate with that come up during childhood maybe they've done that for a few years or something like that um and then probably that's just the start of it right we talked about addictions like really going into dr- like drug addictions and mm-hmm. actual really like physically um dangerous problems
1: yeah, substance abuse. Yeah. Um yeah, and and cutting and self-harm would be that category. Yeah.
0: And talking from the theory before we get into the practice there there, there must be a way to counteract this and um I think you probably the best person to ask in in that respect. And when when I thought about it I thought okay there must be something we we can do preemptively like just say well that's my assumption maybe I'm wrong right correct me I'm thinking preemptively what can we do to not get into those situations or maybe not not cope right not getting into coping mechanisms um, and then there's the situation where we where it's acute where like something bad happens and we're like ah I want to go into this behavior and then there's afterwards we do something we regret maybe like it's a bad habit when we smoke whatever and then what do we do after that? Like, do we feel bad for ourselves and say, like, ah, oh, don't want to do that ever again? Or do we say, oh, let's move on? Um, maybe uh, we go into like the three steps and see w- where we would have answers to these.
1: Thank you for asking that question. Because um, that will help our audience to get a lot of clarity around something. You're never done with a coping mechanism. You're, you're never going to be in a place where you're like, okay, I'm never gonna be triggered again or like that experience really sucked that was awful. I'm never doing that again and and be like ready you might be pumped and ready to, to and motivated to not repeat that again but once the trigger arises, you're gonna find yourself right right mm. back to square one. Mm. so just even that mindset of how do I completely prevent this? is setting you up mm. for failure. <laughs> so so the mindset or the 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 right question would be when this arises. This is so much more compassionate to yourself to understand and accept that I have this coping mechanism that this thing triggers me. So it is what it is. Now when it happens, how can I what tools can I use? To that will best serve me, so that I wouldn't hurt not only myself but others as well, the closest people to me. Because when we get triggered, we hurt ourselves and the people closest to mm. us who love us, right? So, so one coping mechanism that's very common is explosive anger, True. Um, yeah, and 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 rage, and that definitely doesn't just hurt yourself, but obviously it's directed at a person or persons, so hurts everybody or, or or drug addiction right it hurts the people that are closest to you because they love you and they want the best for you so how what can i do what tools can i pick up to um hurt myself and others a little less until until it until i stop hurting
0: hmm.
1: you know until slowly but surely i stop hurting and so there are actual let me just put my tea away. There, are, there are actual steps to take. That's the great news. That's the beautiful news. I'm gonna just go through the steps, and then we'll dive into sure. an example with yeah. you. Yeah? yeah. Okay. All right. Great. So number one, say that we take the example of binging, which is something that a lot of people um, relate to, or like sugar binging, right? Mm-hmm. Like going on a sugar rush. Um, next time you want to binge stop, don't binge and let the pain, the uncomfortable feeling arise to feel it now the first few times you might last 5 seconds mm. you might, next time you might last 30 seconds next time it might last an hour, next time it might last a day Okay, but, but that's great that's, that's, that's giving your brain the exercise it needs to take a pause and not do it Let the pain arise and then ask yourself the question, no matter how long that gap is, even if it's just five seconds, just really quickly, pen in hand, ask yourself the question, preferably write it down. When was the first time that I felt this particular discomfort or pain in my life? just close your eyes and go there. Ask it out loud. Oh, oh God, I hate this pain. Oh, I hate this discomfort when was the first time I felt this? And you will get an answer. You will start getting some memories. Mm. You'll remember, for example, oh, at age um, 10, there was that one time when mom and dad were fighting and I got scared and confused and I, um, I, uh, I picked up the phone and called a friend and I took refuge at my friend's place. So that's what I want to do right now is pick up the phone and call somebody to have uh, to come over to my place or for me to go over to their place. And I'm doing this all the time now, constantly spending my time with people, um, asking to see friends because I can't stand to be alone with this pain. And that's where it first happened. OK, now that I know the route, that's like 50 percent hmm. of the way. That's 50 percent of the way. It's a huge success. And then what you want to do is the next time that it happens, you want to say out loud, I choose to call someone. I choose to binge. I choose mm. to reach for that brownie. Say it out loud before doing it and then do it. Okay. And then do it. Mm-hmm. Let, but but say it with your sovereignty and empowerment of your your will, your your power of choice. I choose to binge right now. I choose to self-harm. After a few times, slowly, you will have warmed up your brain for, for an understanding that it has a choice. And then after a few times, you can switch that to, I choose to, I feel the same pain. And this time, I choose to go exercise. I choose to take a walk. I choose to listen to some really nice binaural beats and fall asleep to it. For example, I choose to, um, it, for you, it might be going from binging to calling a friend, Hmm. just something that's totally different. Yeah. You know? So those are some really practical steps that you can take. Does that make sense? Does it click?
0: Yeah. It's, um, it's also, um, I feel like when you do that a few times, um, you can't do that quite long until you realize that you're doing something that harms you. Right. If you, Every time you, you say, okay, I choose to do X, Y, Z, that, harms me. Like it's, it's quite, it's for me, at least now it sounds quite logical that you're going to stop it. Right. Because, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Because, because there isn't, there's a, there's a conscious, yeah, there's a, there's a conscious understanding that when you were a child, you had no choice, but now as an adult, you have a choice. And although in the beginning it seems like you don't, um, just this this small, simple exercise of vocalizing, I choose to, will really begin to train your brain to accept that yes, you do have a choice. I like that. All right.
0: I'm, I'm pretty excited already. I feel like we are we are almost getting into coaching now. Right? Okay, yeah. all right. Yeah.
1: <laughs> so what is your coping mechanism, Crispin, that that bothers you most these days?
0: Yeah, um, I had a quick uh, thought about this, and obviously probably I have multiple coping mechanisms um, like probably most people do. We um, all do yeah. Yeah. Um, one that I, I one that I thought of, which would be really helpful to yeah get rid of. Um, or exchange to swap uh, swap and um, that would be um, I find myself from time to time when I'm especially when I'm working a lot and especially when I do a lot of things I don't want to do and you know, I force myself to do things which help me right because um, that gets me further in life but at the same time if you do that a lot you kind of feel, feel neglected <laughs> for yourself right you feel like oh, there's no no fun here and there uh, um, and say I'm having one of these days really long day and I have not a lot of willpower left and it's, I've been up since six and it's now, um, eight or nine in the evening and my brain is like, I need a break, um, which is totally, would be totally cool. Just, um, yeah, meet a friend, do something cool. That would be the ideal scenario. But what happens sometimes for me is, um, I'm saying like, okay, I want to do one more thing or get one more thing done start that and then right after five minutes i find myself say i'm working on the laptop i find myself opening up youtube opening up instagram and not to send a message to a friend but to like kind of um how do you say that subconsciously just go into the explore page scroll through the world wide web seeing whatever comes there in my way and um before i realize it i've wasted an hour or, like, something like that, and afterwards, I feel like, wow, this, this is one hour, I could have not, not just used productively, but, like, I could have had, like, actual fun, I could have actually had a good time, um, if I decided to, but now I just wasted an hour doing nothing, basically, or not, not even something enjoyable, I don't even feel good after it, I feel like, no, my dopamine is just totally gone, I don't feel like doing anything, right, I'm, probably my eyes hurt, and I'm like, wow, I just got sucked into just squalling through the internet, scrolling mm-hmm. through Instagram, YouTube, whatever.
1: So it sounds like distracting yourself. Yeah. And letting your brain get lost in something that's not necessarily meaningful. Mm-hmm. Okay. So, so I would say social media has replaced um, the olden day way of getting lost in a book or maybe uh, a TV program, um, social media or Netflix, either one. True. Um, so now the question to ask you, we know your coping mechanism, distracting yourself, uh, through social media. Imagine now I want you to close your eyes for a second. Okay. Let's take a deep breath together. Okay. Keeping your eyes closed. Imagine now it's been a long day. You've been up since early morning and you, you're you carrying a a good deal of feelings in your body right now because it's been a long day. Like your inner child, little Crispin, is like, I need to play now. Or we've had a long day of working. It's been productive. We've done things, done things, done things, done things. Now you want to rest. Hmm. Okay, so... What's the first thing that comes to your mind that you would really love to do?
0: First thing when I when I think about it would be... Yeah, actually, kind of out of the habit, grab my phone.
1: Okay, all right. Now, excellent. Now don't grab your phone. Clasp your hands in your mind's eye or even in your physical body right now if you need to. And just... Um, just don't pick up your phone and see what arises.
0: Now I feel like something is lacking or something like um, bit un- at unease. Mm-hmm.
1: And can you ask out loud, just ask the unease. Hey, unease, uh, where are you coming from?
0: After that, in my head now, um, mm-hmm. still feeling the unease, imagining the the scenario.
1: I notice you point to your gut, yeah. to your little bit, even to your heart.
0: Yeah, it's kind of feeling in, like, in the center of my body. Mm-hmm feeling of like my my mind telling me uh just do something just grab your phone um this is like the feeling coming up.
1: yeah but you're not gonna do that you're letting that that feeling of a lack of ease that unease to be felt and now ask when was the first time i felt this
0: I'm feeling like going quite, quite far back, Mm -hmm. trying to really identify a situation. But at least I can say now it it feels like it's um, probably age, I don't know, four to six, something like that.
1: Okay. Can you see this little four to six year old boy? Yeah. Yeah. Are you him or are you watching him? I'm him. You're him. Okay. Where are you?
0: Um I'm at home. Mm-hmm. My parents' home.
1: All right, what's happening?
0: <laughs> Quite hard to imagine. I'm I'm trying. I'm actually feeling uh, one thing coming up um, Mm -hmm. and that was, um, I remember it quite vividly now, um, a time in my life when I was really young um, and I had a quick period where um, I had like certain um, intrusive thoughts um, coming into my mind when I was young. Mm -hmm. Um, And it was, say, like, and I was like age, I don't know, that was really young. I was like, I couldn't even really comprehend what was happening. But I felt like I had the urge sometimes to um, pick something up or touch something. Um, and I felt like a certain urge to do that, um, that I couldn't explain when I was younger.
1: Mm-hmm. And is it around age, between age four to six or younger?
0: I would say four to six probably meets meets it quite well, yeah.
1: Okay, so can you say what you just said as this five-year-old boy? Sometimes I have the urge to...
0: Yeah.
1: Yeah, vocalize it, say it right now.
0: Sometimes I have the urge to... touch something.
1: and do you I'm talking to the five-year-old Crispin do you also have a need to be touched
0: mm, not really
1: no and is there anyone around for you to touch and connect with
0: mm, not, not quite it's more more like um, like an intrusive thought Um coming to my mind, like, mm-hmm. um, as if, um, and it was quite interesting to get reminded of this because I had this when I was younger and I overcame that, um, it was kind of like, um, saying, okay, do th- my, my mind was telling me do this, otherwise something bad will happen. Mm-hmm. Some like, some sort of this thinking, Mm-hmm.
1: But the, but the, the urge, the, the pull was for you to reach out and pick something up. Yeah. Or touch something. Or someone, even.
0: More, more like um, the physical things in the environment when I mm-hmm. walked by something.
1: Mm-hmm. And do you feel safe in this moment of having this thought? Or do you feel unsafe?
0: I felt uh, I feel really unsafe, mm-hmm. and I felt really unsafe back then.
1: Mm-hmm. Say it say it as you as the five-year-old boy. Do you feel safe? No I feel really unsafe.
0: I feel really unsafe.
1: Mm-hmm. Now I'm going to tell you something in this moment in time as I'm talking to five-year-old Crispin. You are fully safe in this moment, right now? Can you just let that sit in your mind and in your heart and in your body and say, I am fully safe in this moment.
0: I am fully safe in this moment.
1: Mm-hmm. How does that feel in your body?
0: More like relief.
1: Mm-hmm. Can you say it one more time?
0: I feel totally safe right now.
1: Mm-hmm. How does that feel? It feels good. Mm-hmm. Do you feel that weird feeling that you felt in your gut before?
0: Oh, less. I feel less.
1: Okay. All right. Now we're going to take it just one level higher because we want this to serve the heck out of you and possibly the listeners. I want you to see the older version of Crispin standing in front of you. The Crispin right now. How old?
0: Um, Still 21. Okay,
1: good. An adult, yeah. Tall, dashing young man standing in front of you and he steps towards you he kneels, because you're tiny, you're just five, and he opens his arms, and like in an, in an offering fashion, with the palms of his hands facing up towards you like he's giving you a gift, and he tells you, I am fully here with you now. Do you feel safe enough to walk up to him and take his hands or even hug him? Yeah. Okay, go ahead. Just let him press his chest against yours, feel his heartbeat, his responsibility, his adult-like initiative to take care of you, the safety of his arms. Does it feel good to connect with him? Yeah, it does. Okay. All right. So just breathe into that. Mm. Okay. All right. And now just gently letting go feeling this good feeling. Mm -hmm. And on a count of three, I want you to place your hands, rub your hands against each other and then place them on your eyes. Three, two, one, place them on your eyes, open your eyelids, and then gently stretch your fingers apart, letting the light of the room back into your irises. Fluttering your eyelids. Mm-hmm. Okay. All right. How do you feel? Pretty
0: really comfortable. Okay. Yeah.
1: <laughs> so how does it feel now to, does it feel like you want to reach for that phone? Or do you think that it could be possible right now to say, I choose to call a friend?
0: Let me, let me go into that situation for mm-hmm. a moment. It feels, um, I also feel way more confident. Um, mm-hmm. uh, it feels like when you, when you actually, when you told me to imagine myself now, um standing there, I looked up to that person mm-hmm. I'm now, um, which made the, the person I'm now feel really, um, like proud and confident, which was a really cool mm-hmm. feeling.
1: Yeah. Welcome to inner child reparenting. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Feels oh, good, doesn't it? Yeah, yeah, that's it. yeah. Okay, all right. So even just as practice, yeah. Right now, out loud, can you simply say, even though you're not mm-hmm. in that situation, I choose. To, is it calling a friend that you want to do instead of picking up your phone?
0: Oh, let's see. Um, I would, I would choose to. Um, let me come up with something. Um, take a walk.
1: I choose to take a walk right now. Can you say that out loud?
0: Yeah. Just imagining the situation mm-hmm, again.
1: Mm-hmm. In the evening, after a long day, and your phone is sitting there.
0: I choose to take a walk right now.
1: Okay. And how does it feel?
0: I might want to say it again.
1: hmm
0: I choose to take a walk right now.
1: Okay. Now imagine that it's you and that five-year-old holding hands together.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: We choose to take a walk right now. How does the, Can you say that?
0: Yeah, sure. Let me see. Mm-hmm. We choose to take a walk right now.
1: And how does that feel?
0: Yeah, it feels a lot stronger.
1: Okay. Yeah. All right. Like, okay, I'm going to take the little Crispin in me who really wants to go for a walk in some fresh air. Yeah and um take care of him
0: yeah yeah Yeah.
1: (laughs) okay all right well congratulations you've officially begun a new relationship with the inner (laughs) child (laughs) yeah thanks (laughs) you're very welcome (laughs) yeah okay
0: that's really interesting because um it's funny um i sometimes um tend to think, like for the people listening uh it might sound like um quite um how do you say that um quite different or do you say obscure no i don't know but like um vague like, yeah or like uh, the the situation i described as a child um just for for people listening um i don't know probably a lot of people haven't experienced that um i had that as i said when i was younger having like intrusive thoughts that's how it's called like i think in the psychological um Word uh, or world. You know what, Chris? Yeah. It
1: doesn't matter yeah.
0: what they're called.
1: Um, it, it even the word intrusive is is slightly judgmental.
0: Yeah, uh, of course. Of yeah. Yeah. yeah,
1: yeah. So just thoughts. Yeah. Like I just had the thought, or the desire to reach out and pick up an object. Yeah. Which is now the phone. Yeah. Right. Uh, replaced by. The yeah. Phone. Sure. Sure. So so um, it, we don't need to judge it. And you can you can bet your money that there are a lot of people out there who will relate, yeah um to being a child and thinking, "Oh well, I want to do this now, yeah if I mean, I think the majority of people will relate to that <laughs> okay, I, to, I just
0: wanted to uh, give some context so people can relate, but if you say like that might it might be yeah, yeah, I just don't know, yeah,
1: yeah, if we take out the element of judgment, yeah, then it's all
0: good, yeah, 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 interesting, yeah.
1: That's that's why I, I myself prefer to be very careful with adjectives because okay. adjectives can be judgmental, mm. um, especially for the inner child yeah. who's experiencing something. If you give that experience an adjective that's not a feeling, that's not an emotion, it can come off as judgmental for the inner child mm-hmm. and it can cause the inner child to feel some level of shame or guilt Yeah, for its
0: experience. True, true yeah. it does, yeah.
1: Okay. Oh. I hope that helps somebody out there. <laughs> yeah, sure.
0: Yeah, now that I think um, even with different examples, I can't really think of other examples where now there are probably a million other examples that um, could be brought up from, from childhood. Um, I mean, you've probably experienced a lot of those in your coachings. Mm-hmm. Um, I think, yeah, one has to find their own, like, I don't know, their own situations back in childhood where they can remember to where yeah.
1: Oh, yes. Oh, for sure. For sure. It, it's just like, like you said, a yeah. million examples, yeah. yeah, a million examples for me, if, if if I could give an example for myself, it was, I remember growing up in Canada, um, when things were stressful, we would um, go play outside, which was great, which turned to be turned out to be a, a great tool for me. But also, we would reach for food. So like, yes, we were voracious growing teenagers and we needed a lot of food, but, but it was more than just needing food. It was Mm. just this, um, endless reaching for food or junk food or sugar or, you know, sweets and treats and and Nutella and, and ice cream and pizza and all of that sort of thing. That's such a, um, an easy accessible thing in North America, especially, um, so, so actually, one of the questions that you that you that we wanted to cover, I think, was around why is there such a variety of coping mechanisms?
0: Right? Why 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 is everyone different when it comes yeah, to this? Yeah,
1: yeah, and and I remember that because I'm I'm touching upon North America, so North America has a particular food culture. Yeah, it's a particular environment, environment, um, upbringing, family. Um, uh, all of these these different elements around you are going to shape what mm. that coping mechanism might look like. Right now, it's just endless in in creativity and innovation yeah. of coping mechanisms because we're all in the world wide web and mm. social media, and there's a lot of influence mm. that comes from there. Uh, but like in North America, the the statistics for obesity is higher than. Sure. pretty much anywhere. Yeah. Why? Because the fast food culture, the buy an extra large coke, get one extra large coke free yeah. is a thing. Yeah. You know, and and people just go for it and not realize that this is turning them into addicts, sugar addicts.
0: That's true. You know? I remember when we when we talked before the episode, I told you that I, I actually like objectively ca- like I can't relate to to some coping mechanisms. Which might be really normal for other people. I have that with friends sometimes that people tell me. But for example, I don't eat um, like sweets or like I I could like say I'll never eat something sweet um, like um, whatever or like binge on food again, and I I could probably do it. Um, Sweet, uh, like Uh, (laughs) pun intended. Like no, like (laughs) yeah, sweet. Like candies (laughs) and stuff like that. Like I could literally do it, although I liked them growing up. But I don't know. At some moment, at like at some point, I realized like they don't really like serve me, and I kind of changed my mind. It sounds weird, but Mm -hmm. um, this is probably how it's different. Right? Other people might be different.
1: Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Um, It just depends on what you have the, the easiest access to when you're under stress. Yeah. You know. Yeah. Yeah, and in North America, the easiest, cheapest access is that you know uh tooney tuesday (laughs) fast food with (laughs) a free extra large coke, for example yeah
0: yeah and just as a final um final takeaway you asked me what what i want to do instead and i i said taking a walk because i feel like every time i take a walk even if it's just five minutes or ten minutes it really calms me down what are other ways um people can just go um take away from this podcast they can um yeah swap um their their bad habit with
1: okay that's thank you for asking that question um yeah taking a walk uh listening to music make sure that the music choice is something that's not adding to the the thoughts that are causing the negative emotions that's a really really important note there because some people will take a walk and then they'll do something completely um, counterproductive, which is listen to really sad music uh, and yeah yeah, um, and just just magnify the negative emotions. Take a walk, listen to some upbeat music, some different music. Um, take a shower. Uh, maybe. Change the temperature just a little bit for a few seconds, just a little bit cooler than you're used to. You don't need to suddenly take a cold shower. No, just change the temperature just a little bit. Take deep breaths um, under the shower. Turn on some candles, relax, lay on the sofa, take a nap. There are other things to do, like meditation, and I know that there's a lot of resistance as soon as you say the word meditation, for a lot of people it's like, boring, (laughs) leave me alone, I don't want to... Meditation can look like so many different things. You can have so much fun with meditation. You can choose a guided meditation on an app that will take you on amazing journeys, that will take you into a beautiful world of imagination, that will take you into the forest, into the space, that will have you flying. It's so much fun, and the inner child in you really wants to go on those adventures, um, You can just uh, play some light binaural beats and just uh, do a bo- body scan uh, with binaural beats. There are guided meditations that take you to, um, uh, on a body scan journey. It's extremely relaxing. Your body will go from stress to calm. That's the whole point, is to do something that will take you from cortisol and adrenaline uh, to happy hormones and to 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 achieve a state of um, homeostasis, which is a state of being calm and safe. So a deep breathing. So three deep breaths, three deep diaphragmatic breaths is going to drop the levels of cortisol running through your blood drastically,
0: mm.
1: dramatically. Um, if you're the kind of person who reaches out for friends as a coping mechanism, this isn't... Uh, something that I would advise, but if you're not, uh, reach out to someone, Hmm. have a little chat. Don't suppress difficult emotions. Either write them down in a journal, say them out loud, which is a little bit advanced. I wouldn't expect someone going through a trigger to, to just say out loud their feelings or call someone and tell them someone that you might trust. If you don't have someone that you trust to pick up the phone and and talk to and say, hey, I'm going through these difficult emotions, write it down in a journal. Mm. Hey, dear journal, dear confidant, yeah, I'm going through these shitty feelings right now. This is how it feels. This is how it feels in my body. This is how it feels emotionally. And it feels like crap. And you will feel so much lighter instead of distracting yourself from it, looking at it.
0: Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so
1: uh, these are just a few to name, yeah.
0: Yeah, I think, um, no, you can pick whatever you like and probably, um, no, we've got a feeling of, okay, these are the kind of activities that have this um, reset effect that you, you're you fresh afterwards again and you, you're you clearly... And I think just to debunk that that myth uh, might be important because um, even a part of me thinks now, oh, every time, no, I can't even, no, I can't do anything else anymore in my life every time now the only activity i can do is work or meditate it's not the case but right? it doesn't mean you can't watch uh like a tv show or you can't watch a film it's just that in the situation where you feel triggered say you're you you do not you actually um authentically want to do something else you want to achieve something in these cases um if your bad habits um come into into play that's where we want to um, swap them, swap them with uh, positive uh, coping mechanism or coping exactly. skills side, and exactly. we can still like have have fun as, as we want to, as we choose to, right? Yeah. It's, it's about the conscious thing. Look,
1: I'll give you an example. Yeah. When I'm feeling like I need a, a break and I just want to laugh because I love mm. comedy, I actually use social media to my benefit. Mm. I have several accounts saved on TikTok for those specific moments <laughs> nice. where I know that I'm going to be laughing my tail off. And I will go to them um, consciously, knowing that I'm going to spend the next half hour to an hour just laughing just cry laughing and producing a lot of happy hormones in my body and i go to sleep fully yeah. content yeah. <laughs> and happy you know and knowing that i used social media for me rather than me being used by social media okay. makes sense got it. Yeah. got it yeah okay
0: wow <laughs> I, I felt i thought this would, this was still in my mind even for me like is it true that it's this way yeah but yeah you yeah. you just said it um Really nice final words. Uh, Hoda, um, I, I, I can imagine that some people uh, might want to go deeper into this and might have still like have a question left. Um, where can people ask you, find you and, and learn more about this? You can find me
1: anywhere um, on social media. <laughs> <laughs> on Instagram, uh, I'm on Facebook, I'm on uh, t- LinkedIn. I have a website. Um, www.falva.com, which I'm sure you can um, yeah, put, put it it everywhere. in and for- And yeah, just reach out, DM me, text me, um, email me. I'm, I'm easily accessible all over the World Wide Web. So great. At your service. <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh, that was um, a really interesting uh, experience and conversation. I thank you a lot. Mm, my pleasure. I hope to see you soon. Yeah.
1: All right. Thank you so much for this. This was um, fun. And uh, I'm glad that we had the chance to have a little deep dive. Thank you for your openness. I, I honor that in you.
0: Thank you. Yeah. See you. All right.